Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Upfront podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Quill. As always, back today with another episode as part of our NBA draft lead up, our, pro- our prospect profile series. Today, we'll be getting into Duke freshman center Derek Lively, second, um, seven foot two, 215 pounds, 19 years old, 7'7 wingspan. In his freshman season at Duke this past year, Played just over 20 minutes per game, logging 20.6 a night. Uh, Didn't shoot much, didn't really score that much. He averaged 5.2 points per game, uh, only averaged 2.3 field goals made, 3.4 field goals attempt, 65% though from the field. Um, Didn't really show much of a a game outside of the lane. Did average 5.4 rebounds per game and 2.4 blocks per game in his limited minutes. But this is a guy that kind of battled injuries throughout the beginning of the year, and it really took him a while to get his footing. But he's a guy who, as the year went on, Duke's younger players, as they tend to usually, got better, got more comfortable with the college game, and they were getting healthier too, lively, as well as Dariq Whitehead. And the team kind of took off, and they had a really strong second half of the season, got bounced in the second round of the tournament to Tennessee. But you really saw a lot of improvement from Lively coming um, from the beginning of his freshman year to where he kind of struggled to stay healthy and get on the floor to by the end, he was uh, showing flashes of being a pretty dominant paint defender. Um, It might be a bold take to say this, but I think if he keeps his head on straight and he continues to work hard and he can put on some weight, I think Derek Lively can be a guy that makes over $100 million in the NBA. He's a guy that knows how to play his role, and when he plays his role and he plays to his strengths well, he can be a really effective big-time player. I mean, watching him, it's hard not to really see much of uh, Robert Williams out there, just the way that he can defend the paint, block shots, and then he just basically catches everything around the rim and is able to throw it down for a dunk. That's really the most impressive part and the key part to his game for me. Um, I think it's a big thing where you're coming into the NBA. If you're not going to be one of those top two or three guys, like if you're not Webinyama, Brandon Miller, or Scoot Henderson out of this class, can you give me an NBA skill from day one? And I think Derek Lively does that with not just his shot blocking, but his ability to catch lobs on the other end as well. Um, in his per 40 minute average, he would have averaged 4.7 blocks per game. And this was, this is a guy that had a real dominant performance against North Carolina earlier in the season. I believe that this one was at Duke. He was the best player on the floor that game, blocking shots left and right. I think he finished with six blocks that game. Um, He's just a long and lengthy shot blocking big the rim runner. He's like the modern NBA center besides the few outliers with, you know, Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis, the guys that are really well-rounded players do a lot of damage on the block, but can also step out and shoot the ball. And then are really, uh, I mean, Embiid and AD really effective on the defensive end. Jokic has kind of learned how to play, uh, play his own role type, just hold his own out there. But Lively can be a really, really effective defensive player. And I was looking at like some contracts earlier, like, Jared Allen's making $20 million a year. He's a $100 million contract player. I mean, I could see if Derek Lively is able to add some strength, continue this shot blocking, and be able to just finish around the rim, there's no reason why he can't be a starting center on a playoff team and get to that eventual second big contract. I think that's really in the cards for him. Um, and another thing with him, coming into this year, he was the number one overall player on most recruiting services coming out of West Town, out of the Philadelphia area. So this is a guy that has that high pedigree, and somebody's going to take a chance on him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go top 10 lottery. If worst-case scenario happens, I think he falls to like the 20-ish pick, but not much further after that. I think someone's going to take a a chance on his high upside, um, and he still has a lot of game to tap into. So needs to 
improve a lot. And, and I don't know if he's going to be right away a guy that's able to go out there and play 25, 30 minutes a night. But I think in spurts, 12 to 15 minutes, he can be an effective player and kind of just like an energizer guy as he continues to work on his body and really refine his game. Going back to me saying he was the number one player in his class coming out, teams value that. That's a really high evaluation. And I think it's also a good thing that he knows the type of player he is. He knows that his strengths result in running to the rim, catching lobs, and blocking shots on the defensive end. He's going to play his role. He's not a guy that needs the ball on the block and is going to have need 10 dribbles to go make a move or, or whatever. Things have to go his way to be a, a really effective player on offense. He can impact the game in ways that he doesn't really need the ball in his hands much. Um, and that goes to playing at Duke where he played with guys that were very talented as well. And then all the way back in high school at West Town, he's playing with guys like Cam Reddish, Mo Bamba were there during his time, I believe. Um, Jameel Brown played there. Guys that are high-level Division One players, guys that are playing in the NBA themselves, and he's used to that. And then also with Team Final, like he played next to Jalen Duren in the front court, and I got Jameel Brown, as I was saying. Uh, I believe Justin Edwards might have played some minutes with them. He's played with so many high-level, talented guys. He's not going to be scared of the moment or, I think, really bothered if he's not really scoring a lot of points per game. You saw he only averaged 5.2 points per game this year at Duke, but he still was able to make an impact and I think was a key piece to their their late season revival and the success they had down the stretch in John Shire's first year. Uh, we'll just go through kind of his strengths real quick, Maz. We've, we've touched on it a little bit already, but I think the biggest strength really that he knows his role and he when he plays his role, he does it really well. Plays hard, very athletic, and he can guard on the perimeter if needed. And I think that's more and more what we see in the NBA these days. These centers are getting ran off the floor. We're seeing more and more small ball lineups. It's hard to come by guys that are able to guard out on the perimeter. Lively's athletic enough. He, he still needs some work in that regard in terms of guarding like ball screens and stuff, but he is able to do it. We've seen it in flashes. And I do think if he gets switched on to a smaller guard and that guard's able to turn the corner on him, he has good enough reaction time and I think uh, comeback kind of speed and length where he's able to get back in the play and either alter a shot or block it at the rim. Um, like I said, he's got that NBA level skill from day one where, where he can block shots, but he also just catches everything around the rim. If you go and watch highlights of him or tape of him, so much Robert Williams, which I remember watching against the Sixers, where it seemed like if Malcolm Brogdon just threw it up like anywhere near the rim, Robert Williams was going up there and getting it. Um, just got better and better as the year went on, and he, and he continued to show improvement. High motor player. Um, like I said, covering ball screens, I think, wouldn't really be a strength, but a skill I think that he can do. Right now, it's not like, oh, my gosh, we have to get him off the floor if they're going to continue to put him in ball screens. Um, and But he is able to make up for it with his length and erase shots at the rim. Not much of an offensive game right now outside of five feet, but having watched him play back in high school in AAU, he did show the ability to step out and shoot the three. He's got nice form. I think if he's going to evolve into more of an offensive player than just a lob catcher and a rim runner, it's going to be as more of like a stretch big than a low post type of score. I think he's a guy that should be able to one day in a couple of years, maybe even if they throw him down the G League this year, depending on the situation he goes to, and say, all right, and go really just work on your offensive game. I think we're going to see more of an outside kind of presence than a low block type of guy from Derek Lively down the line. Uh, in terms of his weaknesses, when you when you look at him at only 215, 220 pounds, not sure his exact weight right now, but he needs to add weight and build strength. When you watch him, he's making these really high energy plays, you know, trying to fight for a position down low, kind of banging guys, but they are able to still push him around. Even when he is getting the offensive rebounds, he's not able to really 
hold himself and anchor himself in. I think his lower half, more importantly than his upper half, is what he really needs to focus on, especially if he's going to try and guard guys, like I was saying, with Jokic or Embiid on the block. They're going to be able to kind of push him around at the beginning, but his length will give will give those guys some fits to kind of combat that. But he still needs to really, I think, add weight. That's the biggest thing for him. And he can, like I was saying, cannot really create for himself on offense right now, but not really many centers in the NBA these days can I. I think that's – we see it more and more. It's going away. Uh, Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis are really like the three outlier type guys. Sure, there's some other guys that can put the ball on the floor and kind of create for themselves, but – Derek Lively doesn't need to do that because he's so effective, I think, as a rim protector, and he can really run the floor well. He runs the floor like a gazelle. That's the, the phrase you kind of hear with him. So limited on the offensive end of the floor right now, but I think he's a guy that knows how to play to his strengths, and he's going to do those well. Um, I, and I was saying, I do think he has the capability and, and the form to become a serviceable outside shooter, maybe like a 30 to 35% type guy from three. If he can come in and have like a Walker Kessler type impact year one, I think whatever team that snatches him up would be very happy with that. Um, my projection for him, I think he's going to go between picks 10 and 20. I don't think he falls out of the top 20. And I think he could potentially sneak into the top 10, maybe that eight, nine or 10 pick. But I think he's likely a late lottery pick. And my comparison, we kind of talked about already, but Robert Williams with the upside to be a stretch big, I don't know if he's, going to be as effective as Walker Kessler was on the defensive end of the floor right away because he's got a few inches on Lively as well. And he had a really, really good rookie year for the Utah Jazz. But a, a kind of cross between Robert Williams and Walker Kessler would be my comparison for Derek Lively. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does at the next level and what situation he gets into. I think he would be perfect for a, a team that has an established big in his kind of mold that he's able to learn around with maybe like a year or two left on a contract and kind of step in for him later. Um, maybe even go to like, if he's able to get, find his way to Milwaukee and learn behind Brooke Lopez, that would kind of be an ideal spot for him as well. But I'm excited. And, and I'm a guy that would take a risk on taking Derek Lively in the potential late half of the lottery. So that is my breakdown on Derek Lively, the freshman center out of Duke. Looking forward to getting in some more of these pro, pro, uh, excuse me, props, prospect profiles as we continue to head towards the NBA draft. Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll talk soon.